house it's me it's your man it's your main man it's your host it's old walls i'm back with you episode number 36 of old walls house i'm back as always i'm here got a great show coming your way um before we get to that though again thank you everybody i appreciate all the support uh blows me away all the time that you guys keep listening so thank you guys so much very much appreciated uh, in the updated what the fuck is going on moment, uh, 12 countries, someone from 12 countries has now listened to uh, Old Walt's House. Uh, I believe some of the newest additions, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, 12 countries, 33 states, uh, countries sneaking up on the amount of states listened to, uh, which is pretty weird. But yeah, so the 12 countries, uh, just absolutely, again, mind-blowing. So thank you guys, whatever weirdo is listening to me and and, you know, Germany and Ireland and Canada and Mexico and Italy and Lithuania and Kenya, Australia. And I think the new ones are Austria and Denmark and the United Kingdom. Um, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um, before we get to it, though, let's do that housekeeping. As you guys know, if you could, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share it with a friend, share it with a family member. Tell somebody about it. Show somebody out on the street that old Wallace House shirt you're wearing. Just walk up to them and put them in their face and tell them, listen to it. So, yeah. So, all right, everybody. Again, thank you so much. Uh, just another reminder, this episode's out on today. It's a Tuesday. At the at the earliest you're listening to it is Tuesday. This is how it's going to be going forward uh, with the NFL. Um, I had originally said I was going to do Tuesday releases anyway, and I got all antsy and started doing a Monday, and then I roll with it. So, Tuesday releases going forward. Um, again, fun show coming. NFL recap, the Packers suck, we got fights, we got fight previews, we got more football to talk about, we got college football to talk about, we got passing thoughts, so no need to delay any further, let's get into it. Let's talk about the National Football League. First week of the NFL, it's done, or not quite done, uh, when I record this, uh, in just a, just a little bit, Monday Night Football's kicking off, so... I will have a uh, kind of a, I'll, I'll throw something in it before I release this on Tuesday. Um, but uh, Broncos Seahawks is right around the corner. Um, but other than that, it was a great first day uh, of NFL football, aside from, you know, a couple fan bases really had a rough day. Uh, I mean, half the fan bases had a rough day, but uh, a couple of us had a really rough day. Um, so we're going to start with the shitty. We'll start with the shitty, the Green Bay. Packers. Oh, God. I don't... Like, I just don't even know where to begin exactly. I've written stuff down. I've made notes. And my first note is panic, question mark, relax, question mark. Like, what do I do? Like, this happened last year. The Saints blew the fucking doors off the Packers to start the season. Vikings do the same. Packers have some sort of chances here and there late, like an outside shot. But in reality, this, I mean, I think what it boils down to in reality, this game was over after the first play the Packers had on offense. Rodgers finds Christian Watson wide open. Wide open. There is no one within, like, legitimately five or six yards of him. That's 30 feet, by the way. No, it's not. I'm an idiot. I am an idiot. That's like 15 to 20 feet, like 15 to 18 feet. Wow, that was bad. Forgive me for that one, people. <laughs> um, so, Chris, anyway, Christian Watson is wide open. Rodgers drops a perfect ball in there. He's going to jog into the end zone. Maybe walking by the end of it, doing a little dance. Get down tonight. Nope. Nope. That's not what happened. What happened? The ball hits him in the fucking hands, and he drops it. And then it's just it's just a disaster. From there, uh, the line can't block. The receivers can't catch. Uh, the running game has some spots where it's good. The receivers can't get open. And it's just all downhill. They fold. The Vikings had already ran, just chugged one right down the field. 
The Packers didn't find it necessary to cover Justin Jefferson. I mean, at worst, he's a what? A top five wide receiver in the NFL? At worst, he's a top five wide receiver. At best, he's like, what, two, three? I mean, you got Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. Like, those are the dudes, right? And the Packers just decided they did not want to cover him. I mean, I know there's bad matchups, and that's good offensive schemes and play calling. But, like, he's getting matched up against, like, Quay Walker and Preston Smith. Like, you can't have that happening. I mean, he's getting underneath, and you just he catches balls, and there's no one around him. Like, that's not a winning scenario. So, I mean, the defense also. No pressure all day on Kirk Cousins. He just sat back there and did whatever he wanted to do. Whatever he wanted. And I, I haven't looked at, like, the splits of this stuff, but just, like, from the eye test, it looked like they never brought pressure. It looked like they were trying to just bring four guys the front four, and just see what they could do with it. And it obviously wasn't working. So, like, I, I I know I'm Monday morning quarterbacking the shit out of this. But, like, halfway through, Boomer's having a moment down on the floor next to me. Um, but halfway through the game, like, it's obvious. You're not bringing pressure. You got to do something. And the defense was better in the second half. The offense was a little better in the second half. Like, second half was slightly better, but, like, you got to do something different, don't you? Like, bring some heat. Try that. Because the rushing four and sitting back in a saggy, lazy zone ain't doing it. So, disappointing. Um, some things that are really worrisome is, I mean, I think the wide receivers will get a little better. But, like, Christian Watson, one, I think he got three targets and – I think he caught the second a little out um, on the near side of the field when you're watching. And then he had like just a quick turn where he just broke right away. And Rodgers lets it go quickly. Like it looks like, and he's like late turning around. It just looked, he looked lost. Dobbs ran the wrong route early. Um, I mean, his favorite target is Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb? That's going to be our main target. I mean, granted, Lazard's out because he gets stepped on in practice. Um, so may, maybe Lazard makes a difference. Maybe that dude can actually be like, uh, can stand in for a number one receiver. He's not a number one receiver, but maybe he can at least play the part and at least give them some sort of normalcy. Uh, other worrisome things like, Rodgers didn't have a lot of time. And I don't think Rodgers played a particular great game. So I'm not just like laying the blame on everybody else. Um, But the line is banged up. I mean, Bakhtiari, he's out again. Apparently, he got another setback is what's kind of floating around. Elton Jenkins is still out. And then John Runyon gets a concussion. So... I just, I don't know if the line can handle it. And if the line can't handle it, what do you do? What do you do? Hopefully, hopefully, at least Jenkins and then Runyon, uh, he should get through the concussion relatively okay, you'd have to imagine. They're pretty, uh, they play it pretty, you know, pretty cautious with concussions, so you know, God willing that he's, you know, not actually too banged up from it. He's back in a week or two. Um, hopefully Jenkins can get back. Then you can at least secure up one side. You can have Runyon and Jenkins. I- I'm very concerned about it. I-, I think Bakhtiari may be done. Just done, period. Forever. Like, this is this is bad. And then this was credit to uh, a former guest of the program, the big cat, Bill Gardner. Uh, he, him and I are texting throughout the debacle of the game. So, Bakhtiari does come back. He hasn't played football in two years. Two years. Like, we're just expecting him to be good? Let alone, like, all pro level? I just don't know. So, again, panic or relax? What are we doing? Because I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 
I, I can't remember how worried I was last year against the Saints. I'm sure some of the same thoughts came through my head. Uh, that was a, a worse beating, too. Um, but, like, Devontae Adams was there. The, the receiver core is bad. It was, everybody said it was going to be a problem, and turns out it's a problem. And the line being all banged up, it's a problem. So, uh, I mean, my biggest takeaway is the receivers are as bad as we worried they would be. Maybe Lazard can do something to help. I don't know. So, like I said, other than that, the first weekend of the NFL was awesome. Uh, some of the, the big games, that, you know, things that caught my eye, uh, the Bills and the Rams, uh, the Bills, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Coming off a heartbreaking playoff loss, they're back. They're wondering, no Brian Dabble, Dable, Dable. Yeah, Old Walls mispronounces names. I should, I, I should change the show name to Old Walls mispronounces names. Um, Dable, I think it's Dable. I think it's Dable. So he's gone. So new, uh, new dude on the on the helm for the offense. Ken Dorsey, Miami Dolphins, back at the uh, turn of the millennium. Got robbed against Ohio State. Robbed. Robbed. Absolutely robbed with that bullshit pass interference call. Um, Josh Allen's a dude, man. He's an absolute dude. The The Bills just put it right to the Rams. Uh, I don't know if I... I think I said this last week with, uh, with Daddy. I really felt like going into this game that the Rams just felt like they were really into the fact that, hey, they'd won the Super Bowl. Like, they, it was mission accomplished. They had been selling out for so long. Uh, the salary cap was so fake to them. Uh, another thing to steal from Bill Gardner, the salary cap isn't real. Uh, great, great meme floating around um, about the uh, the salary cap. It is. Uh, it shows all the different players. Uh, so, Matt Stafford, $160 million. Jalen Ramsey, $100 million. Aaron Donald, 95. Cooper Cup, 80. Leonard Floyd, 64. Bobby Wagner, 50. And that's a picture of Marty Bird. The Rams salary cap guy is Marty Bird. Salary cap is fake, apparently, especially for the Rams. Um, but, yeah, they just didn't look ready. Like, they didn't look there. Uh, Stafford's coming off. You know, he's been injured. And, again, I just thought, like, they, it was mission accomplished for them. Like, Aaron Donald's talking about retiring. And then the Bills just, they're good, man. Von Miller is a great addition to the defense. Protect the ball a little bit, maybe. Protect the ball just a little bit. They turned it over four times. A couple of those interceptions uh, weren't Josh Allen's fault. There was a couple of, uh, I think, two two fumbles. Um, I mean, the one interception was totally not his fault. It literally hit the dude in the hands, and he just handed it to the defender pretty much. Uh, so, Bills look good. Super Bowl favorite coming into the year. They... Uh, they just reinforced that for sure. Uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys last night. Uh, Tom Brady looks great on the first drive. A little okay for the rest of the game. Cowboys, not good. Not good. And it gets worse. Dak's out for like, what, two months now? Going to need surgery on his right thumb. My best fantasy football team is in a lot of trouble now. That discussion comes later, but, you know. Then, you know, Sunday was just, Sunday, the early games, just absolutely, just wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, eight games decided by one score or less. Eight games decided by one score or less this week. And I want to say, uh, let's see how many Giants, that was an early game. No, Giants was late. Giants was late. I'm sorry. So in the early slate, it was a great early slate. Uh, Eagles-Lions was early. Uh, Steelers, Bengals was early. Panthers, Browns was early. Colts, Texans, Saints, Falcons, like Commanders, Jags. What a great day for to have the NFL red zone. Had to do with the new. I had to do the different red zone this year. I'm with the Scott Hansen led NFL red zone. Andrew Siciliano, I'll miss you, my man. Uh, but Directv just sucks dick, so we're out of that. Um, but yeah, just a great game. Just a great day of football. And then you had, you know you had the Giants. And the Titans and the Raiders and the Chargers and the uh, the after the later afternoon slate, um, just things I noticed. Joe Burrow he really enjoyed throwing it to the other team, and they still had a chance to win that game and probably should have won that game on two occasions. Um, 
Speaking of teams that make comebacks and should have won the game, the Indianapolis Colts. We ended a tie. Ties are stupid. We gotta we gotta be done with ties. Fit, let's figure something out. We can't be having ties anymore. Um so I got a teaser going yesterday. I added a teaser in. Bengals, Colts, minus one and a half. Both are minus one and a half. It's looking bad. I mean, Colts are down twenty to seven at one point. Uh Bengals, something similar. And then all of a sudden, they both make these comebacks late. Colts tie it. So the, the Colts tie it with the extra point. So it's like, damn, that one's looking good. And I'm texting my buddy who we've got these in with. I'm like, shit, the Bengals are going to fuck us. They're going to score, and they're going to win by one and get hooked. And then they bone the, the extra point. Or it gets blocked. And it was like, holy shit. We're, we're alive. We're back. We're back. We're, I had told him, I was like, we're off life support before, but we were still in a coma. Well, then we got out of the coma. We've awoken. We have awoken. We're ready to go. We're standing up out of that hospital bed. Then, then, the Bengals and the Colts both get the ball. They're driving. They get it down in the field goal range. The Bengals kicker missed the uprights by 40 yards, it felt like. 40 yards. I mean, that thing was two yards off the line of scrimmage. That thing was 20 yards left of the uprights. And the Colts missed, too. I'm like, we went from out of the coma, up out of the hospital bed, to running down the street, and then just getting smoked by a fucking bus. Just bam. I mean, I was counting the money. I was like, oh, yeah. Now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. Nope. Absolutely not. No, thank you. No soup for you. Um... Where was I in my list here? Oh, Baker. Baker, not a great start. Started to come alive late. Uh, almost gets the win. Drives him down. Takes the lead. Uh, then they just they couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop him. I was rooting for Baker. Not going to lie. I was rooting for Baker. I don't know why, but I was. I was. Um, the Giants love the balls. They score late. They go for it. And then they get uh, they get a little lucky. The Titans kicker misses the game winner. So uh, the New York football Giants, 1-0. Everybody in the NFC East wins their game, except for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Speaking of the NFC East, are the the Eagles good or no? Like, they looked very good at certain points, but they were playing the Lions, and then the Lions tried to come back. I don't know. Eagles are somebody to keep an eye on. They've been getting a lot of hype. I wasn't buying them. Uh, What else? What else? Uh, 49ers. They did not look good. The Bears. The Bears beat them. Granted, weather, absolute disaster. It had been raining, uh, you know, for like two straight days. Um, it, I mean, you'd see people get tackled and look like they're just getting tackled into a lake. So, I don't know. I'm not putting too much into that, but, man, if that's a sign of things to come, Jimmy G, get warm, buddy, because uh, they're going to be turning to you before you know it. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs look good. Not really shocked. I was a little shocked that the Cardinals didn't push him much. Um, some late touchdowns for the Cardinals, you know, 14 points in the, the fourth quarter. Uh, Pat Mahomes, I mean, just what a stat line. 30 for 39, 30 of 39, 360, five touchdowns. Um, they get 120-plus uh, yards from, from their backs. Uh, that Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco he is uh, ends up being their leading back. Um, Travis Kelsey, stud, no surprise there. So Chiefs looks great. Uh, Chargers, good win. Uh, turns out, uh, Derek Carr enjoys throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Uh, 10 catches for 141 yards for Devontae. And, uh, Carr was, Carr was looking his way. Um, three interceptions for Carr though. So, uh, Devontae, uh, definitely, uh, I think he damn near outgained the Packers wide receivers in total. Uh, let me double check that. I might be able to see that here real quick. Oh, sorry. Rogers got 195 yards in passing. Um, to the leading receiver was AJ Dillon with five catches for 46 yards. So, uh, not far behind just Devonte Adams himself. So yeah, man, just what a great day. Football's the best. It was a perfect day. It was crazy. There were great games. Uh, kickers, not good. I think at one point they'd missed like five or six game winning or go ahead field goals. Uh, so yeah, what, a, what a day. Uh, let's, uh, let's do the, the recap of the bets. 
No, we had Daddy on last week. Uh, you will remember he was two and twelve. I've been saying two and fourteen. I think uh, he was two of fourteen. So two wins, twelve losses when he uh, came on to bet the Super Bowl. Um, you'd have to think there was nowhere to go but up. Uh, if you thought that, you were wrong. You were wrong. You were very wrong because there is everywhere to go, but right where he's at. O for six. My man went O for six. The Eagles. Uh, they did not cover. Win no cover. That's a fun one. He had Rams money line. Not great. Uh, he had Allen Robinson over 60 yards. That didn't happen. Uh, the Panthers. The Cards. Ooh. Whoops. And the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so, yeah. Not great. He has one game left. He has... Uh, we'll throw this in again. It's just around the corner. Broncos and Seahawks tonight. He's got the Broncos minus six and a half. Broncos country. That's right. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Might uh, might just keep reaching out to him to give him guys his picks so you guys can all fade him. So, yeah, we'll uh, – again, I'm recording this right before the game. I will record a quick segment tomorrow morning that's going to come, you know, right as this ends. It'll just lead into that. That'll recap the Monday night game. Got a final in Seattle. The Seahawks pick up a win, 17-16, ruin – Russell Wilson's homecoming. Geno Smith out there just slinging it like a man possessed. Uh, I've heard some fumbles were uh, pretty key. I didn't get to watch much of this game. was on some planes. Uh, but, man, uh, not a good weekend for the one we call Daddy. Nick Place. Nick Daddy Place. 0-7. 0-7. As improbable as that seems, he did not win one single bet. He uh, he gave to us this week, so that's uh, that's really impressive. He's given us 19 bets on the pod. He's won two, two and 17. No, 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 no. Sorry, he's two and 19. Two and 19. He's given us 21 bets, and he's won two. Just improbable odds. You couldn't do that if you tried. Um, so yeah, so we look ahead to next week. I mean, we got another week in NFL. We got uh, 17 more of these. As awesome as that sounds, it's going to be even better than it sounds. So 17 more weeks of the NFL. I got some picks for you next week. Just going to do my picks. Uh, uh, Daddy said he uh, he did reach out to me. He said he does want to come back on. He needs redemption. So he just needs to lick his wounds a little bit real quick. But then he will be back. Um, week two picks. Uh, these lines may be just a smidge outdated, but uh, I did see these uh, at one point uh, Monday morning when I took a quick peek. Uh, I like the Buccaneers, minus 2.5 at the New Orleans Saints. I like the Seahawks, and I, I, I penciled this one. I like the Seahawks getting 9 at the 49ers. Uh, that line will surely change, but Seahawks getting 9. I was all over that one. I'm sure that is vastly different already. Uh, I like uh, Chiefs minus three and a half at home against the Chargers. Uh, I like the Ravens minus three and a half at home against the Dolphins. Dolphins showed me a little something, but I think the Ravens are still a pretty good team. I think Lamar Jackson's playing some, uh, you know, I don't want to say inspired football, but he's got he's got some points to prove. He wants uh, he wants a big payday. And then I got the uh, the Washington Commanders. That was a pick'em uh, against the Detroit Lions. I like the commanders there. So there are my picks. The Tampa Bay Bucks, the Seattle Seahawks, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Washington Commanders. What's up, Walls? Uh, MJ here. I got to get it off my chest, and then I'm going to be, I think, done until about week six or week seven of the NFL regular season. First of all, it was a great weekend. A lot of close games. A lot of craziness that I'm sure you're going to talk about with, like, kicking and everything. But the Dallas Cowboys last night, Sunday night football in front of the world, basically just showed them what they've been doing the last five, six years um, as an organization. Uh, you saw the culmination of five years of not really building a team correctly. And they did this Tony Romo. They're doing it again to Dak Prescott. Um, I'm very disappointed. The offensive line, they, they just feel like these quarterbacks are just going to be able to take them to the promised land with no help. Um, it's very, very frustrating. I'm done talking about it. Now Dak's hurt for two months. Um, very disappointing. Great NFL kickoff weekend. Cowboys suck.
Have a good one, everybody. Let's talk some fights. What do you say? Uh, had a uh, had a, had a UFC event this weekend. Uh, UFC two seventy nine. Uh, very interesting start to it. So I mean, you go back to Thursday. It's supposed to do their press conference. Uh, there's a dust up, uh, a couple dust ups, I believe, in the back. Uh, Nate Diaz gets into it with Hamzat Chemaev, who he's supposed to be facing as of that point. Um, but more interestingly, Kevin Holland gets into it with Hamzat Chemaev in the back. Um, not much to think of it, but all of a sudden the press conference gets canceled. Uh, Dana says, you know, we got to do this. I've never seen anything like this happen before. Uh, so very interesting there. Uh, the next day, the big news Friday, the day of weigh-ins is that Hamzat Shemaev missed weight by like nine pounds. Uh, supposed to be fighting at 170. Uh, they get that one, one pound leeway when it's a non-title fight. So 171 weighs in at like. 178 and a half, damn near 180. Um, And here's where it gets weird. So to say he can't make weight from that. uh, So to save the fights, the card, they do a whole reshuffle at the top of the card. So the the card's supposed to be Lee J. Long versus Tony Ferguson, Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez, and then Hamzat versus Nate Diaz. So what they do is they bump Tony Ferguson... Up to the main event. He also weighs in at 170, so they're good. Holland is fighting Daniel Rodriguez at a 180 180-pound catch weight. So they flip those two. So they flip Chemayev to Holland. And then Lee Jing, Jinglian. Holy shit, did I just pronounce the name right? Lee Jinglian? I think I did. Mark it down, people. Um, so they switch him to fighting Daniel Rodriguez, who is going to be fighting Holland. So so Jinglian has to has to fight a dude 10 pounds over him, his weight. So it worked out very good, which is where all the conspiracy theories start that, you know, the pay-per-view wasn't selling good, so they kicked this stuff in on Thursday, and, you know, uh, they had Holland on there, and this was the plan all along, that's why the 180, and da-da-da-da-da. I don't know. It's fishy, don't get me wrong, it's fishy, but that's a lot of moving parts to, like, set up just to change. Like, if you wanted Holland and Hamzat to fight, just have them fight. Like, it's a lot to be like, oh, no, this was all planned. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm being naive. But it just seems like a lot of moving parts for all that to happen. Like, a lot of calls that they would have to make. What we're going to do is we're going to lie and say that we're going to set up Hamzat versus Nate Diaz. But then we'll, the last minute, the last minute, we're going to do Hamzat versus Holland and Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz. I don't know. It seems like a little much. It's fishy. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I don't think that was that was planned. I, I think maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's something weird going on. Hamzat missing by nine pounds. Apparently, he said uh, they talked to a doctor. Uh, his weight cut was not going well and that he couldn't get down to 170. And there were a lot of people who were like former fighters were like, well, why is he all of a sudden just randomly talking to a doctor? I never talked to a doctor during my weight cuts. And they were older fighters, so maybe it's something new. Um, And maybe he went to the doctor because he wasn't feeling well. But him missing by nine pounds, I mean, granted, it probably wouldn't have been nine pounds, but that's fucking weird. Um, So it sounds like I wonder if he knew he was missing earlier in the week. And then that's why he... uh, that's why he kind of got into the the, the shakeup with uh, Kevin Holland. But anyway, fight card happens. Um, not going to do picks because they were just an absolute disaster. Um, all finishes on the main card except for one fight. Uh, that was the uh, Lee Jingliang and Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, just looks like Jingliang can close the distance there. Um, Arena Aldana beats... Macy Shizan, uh, Johnny Walker beats Cudabella. Johnny Walker, electric. That dude is electric. Um, Daniel Rodriguez just looked like too much for Li Leon. Then you get to the two main event fights. Uh, Hamzat just absolutely bull rushes Kevin Holland. Maybe a smidge of controversy that Holland was going out to like give him the high five at the start of the fight, and Hamzat was just going to take him down. Um, and just ragdolls him. Once he gets on the ground, it's ragdolls. I will say, so that fight lasted two minutes, two and a half minutes, give or take. And Hamza was going hard. Like, so it was probably his play was like, I'm just going to go get this guy out of here. But he was breathing heavy. 
Uh, I don't know if that, you know, if that works. I mean, if, if you look at the other dudes in the UFC welterweight division, um, what shit can even make welterweight? It's a good question, but like, if he, if his, uh, you know, do you, do you think of Colby Covington? If his cardio is a problem, Colby Covington has great cardio. Uh, he got Gilbert Burns, so he's third. I mean, Kamara's got great cardio, and like, he's not going to just wrestle fuck Kamara and Colby Covington. I don't think like those dudes can wrestle. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they go from here. I can't believe he would get like a title fight or like a huge fight like right away next. Um. It would just, I don't know. I just can't believe you would give it to him after that performance. And by the way, fuck that, dude. He sucks. Like, obviously, he's good at fighting, but, like, he's a douchebag. I hope he gets absolutely fucking starched coming up. And uh, then, main event, Nate Diaz, he gets the uh, the submission, throws the flex in right at the end. Uh, it was a fun fight. It was a weird, like, main event. Like, the main event was odd and, and weird and just... The way they were moving around and Nate Diaz, it was very uh, intriguing, uh, but it was fun. I enjoyed the shit out of watching it. Uh, Tony Ferguson is washed up. He's done. Like, no more. Retire. He probably won't, but he should because, I mean, I didn't think Nate looked all that awesome. And by the way, if Nate had to fight Hamza, that would not have been good. So this worked out uh, in good in a good way for Nate to, to get a win. Uh, by the way, does not seem like a dude who's done with the UFC. I know it's his last fight, um, and you know he's 37. Dude's only gotten two wins since 2016. Uh, but I just don't see it. Just this didn't sound like it was his last fight. He was like thanking Dana. Um, Might have gotten a bag thrown his way to help uh, help ease over all the changes coming up. But yeah. I uh, I had fun. I thought Nate Diaz was fine. I thought Tony Ferguson looked really odd and old. So um, it wasn't. I, I think I tweeted. It's nothing. It wasn't high level. It wasn't a high level fight, but it was a fun fight to watch. So so yeah, it was fun. UFC two seventy nine. That was a fun time. I enjoyed it. Uh, UFC two eighty in a couple of weeks. Uh, that card is looking pretty stacked. You got Benil Benil Dariush. Is on that card. You got Peter Yan and Sugar Sean O'Malley, um, Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw, and then Charles Oliveira uh, versus Islam Makachev um, for the vacant uh, lightweight title. So that's a fun fight card. That's uh, October 22nd. So that'll be probably the next UFC I talk about. There's some good ones. Uh, Corey Sandhagen, Song Yudong. I'll probably watch that Saturday um, as well. But also on Saturday, uh, the trilogy, it's time, finally. Uh, you know, four years after their last fight, uh, Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, they're going to get it on. Uh, they're going to settle the trilogy this Saturday. Um, it's also also a fun undercard. Like, UFC does the undercard so well, and boxing does it so bad. But the boxing undercard actually has two solid, like, fights on there. Uh, solid being, you know... In, in comparison, Ali Akhmedov and Gabe Rosado, that should be a fun fight. Uh, Gabe Rosado is usually only in fun fights. Ali Akhmedov is going to be a good fighter, I think. So that should be a fun one. And then you got Jesse Bam Rodriguez versus Israel Gonzalez. The quality and competition in that second one with Rodriguez, probably not the greatest, but he's a fun fighter. Jesse Bam Rodriguez is a good young fighter, and that should be like a fun fight to watch. Probably not going to last too long if he does his job. But those are two fights on an undercard on a boxing pay-per-view that aren't total and complete dog shit, which is a nice change of pace. So props to the dudes making the cards. I think this is Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. So props to those guys. Um, to the main event, Canelo, Triple G. Uh, couple couple things here. You know, Trilogy. Uh, officially, Canelo is up, has one win, and they have one tie. In reality, everybody knows Triple G won that first fight. And he was absolutely fucking robbed. That's where the reality. It is one to one. And somehow in the in the years after that second fight, it's been this like narrative has gotten floated around that like Canelo clearly won the second fight. Also, no. I have no problem that Canelo won. I scored it for Triple G. 
I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but if I remember, I had it like 116, 112, Triple G, or like 115, 113. And I was like, if I go generous to Canelo, I go 115, 113. Granted, I am a Triple G fan, so take that bias in, but I try and like keep that out when I score the fight. And there were plenty of people who had Triple G winning that night. It was only a majority decision. Like, it wasn't just this runaway, clear-cut Canelo victory that somehow the narrative has turned into. That was a close-ass fight, and many people had Triple G winning. So, I will give Canelo that fight, one-to-one. But let's not act like he was in a tight one in the first one and got a weird decision. He he got beat pretty good in the first one. Like, that was 116-112, and I think 115-113 on someone's card. The, the judging in that first one was so fucking bad. So, one-to-one, the second fight was close, the first fight was a clear decision. That's the reality of what happened. Moving forward, that was four years ago, that was a very different Triple G. I think Canelo's probably gotten a little better, and Triple G is definitely not. Triple G is on the tail end of his career, Uh, Canelo's, you know, been knocking out every white dude from here to Britain and back uh, for the past couple years, um... Coming off a loss himself, what's his psyche going to be like? He had bumped up to 175 to face uh, Bevel, Dimitri Bivol in his last fight back in uh, back in May. Uh, Triple G's last fight was back in April. Uh, he took a uh, a belt. Oh, gosh, I lost the dude's name. Ryota Murata. He took a belt off Ryota Murata. So coming in a little different. So Canelo's coming back down to 168 from 175. Triple G is moving up to 168 for the first time in his career. He's fought exclusively at 160. So it'll be interesting to see how their, you know, the different weights work for their bodies. Um, I think, I don't think it's going to be an issue for Triple G to move up to 168. Uh, a little less to cut down, a little more, you know, meat on his body. I, I don't think those eight pounds are going to slow him down that much. Keeps in pretty good shape. Have to think he knows how to do it. I don't think coming from 175 down to 68 is going to bug Canelo too much. Um, I think 68 is a pretty comfortable weight for him. I don't think he has to cut a ton. I think when he fights at 75, he pretty much just fights at what he, you know, just a little less than he walks around at. So I don't think that would be anything. But if there is something that bothers one more than the other, I would imagine it's Canelo coming down. Um, it, just thinking about it, it's pro- I think Canelo wins this fight. He's, he's a better fighter at this point in their career. He's younger. He's been more active. Triple G hasn't fought a ton um, since, you know, 2019, 2020. I, I, as much as it pains me to say, I lean Canelo in this, in this fight. Um, I'm going to be rooting for Triple G. And I think Triple G has a chance. I don't think Canelo's going to go in there and get him out of there in like four rounds like some people are acting like. Uh, I think this fight goes to distance. Uh, neither guy's been down in their career. I don't think it probably starts tonight. Um, but you never know. Triple G's got, got good power. So does Canelo. Crazy things can happen. Triple G, like I said, is older, is at the end of his career. Um, but can he just turn the clocks back for one night and make one kind of final stand? Uh, I don't think so. I hope so, but I'm going to go Canelo in a, in a, by decision. Um, probably be a close decision. These dudes have fought 24 rounds and, I would imagine this fight's going to be just like it's going to. The first round's going to be round twenty-five, and they're going to be right back in the middle of the ring, and they're going to be going right back at it. I think it's going to be a fantastic fight to watch uh, for at least the first six rounds. I think if uh, Triple G slows down, it's in the last you know four to six rounds. Now that said, he started a little slow against Murata and really started to come on. So you never know. I think it's going to be a fun fight. I'll take Canelo by decision begrudgingly. But really, really looking forward to it, and we will definitely be talking about that next week. College football. Very good game in college football this weekend as well. Uh, Alabama and Texas. Uh, Texas kind of got the screws put to him at one point. Uh, the Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young, right? He won the, Did he win the Heisman last year? I don't really follow college football very well. Um, is like sacked, but not sacked in the end zone. And he throws one out of the end zone just in time. Uh, but then there's a flag, and they call roughing the passer as he's being tackled. Because he's being tackled over somebody. So it's a little bit of a mistake that could be made. Like, he's being tackled. He's not on the ground. And then a Texas kid comes in to, like, hit him. So they call targeting, which was 
totally bullshit and eventually overturned. And they actually overturned the roughing the passer at the same time too. But it didn't really look like he got the ball out of the end zone. Haven't watched it. Should in my I haven't watched it back. I watched it at the time. In my opinion, should have been a safety. Um, so Texas might have got a little a little bit of the screws there. Uh, but either way, great game. Uh, they just couldn't hold on. Uh, they left uh, this Bryce Young gentleman a little too much time, and it turns out he was in fact the recipient of the 2021 Heisman Trophy. Um, so they left him a little too much time. They go down and score at the end and win the game. Uh, watch Alabama won't play a close game for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, I think everybody in the, the Twitter world had Texas's back in their in their drafts, ready to ready to go. Yeah, let's see the uh, Alabama schedule coming up. Uh, a tough one against L.A. Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, uh, Vanderbilt. You know, powerhouse coming into Tuscaloosa. Uh, they do go to Arkansas on October first. Texas A&M on October 8th, and then at Tennessee on the 15th. So kind of a little stretch there at Mississippi on November 12th. So they got four decent games left. LSU's still out there. I mean, that's at LSU. Um, they also got Austin Austin Pie. Austin P? Austin PA? Austin Pie. What is that? I don't ever know how to say that. Again, Old Walls House mispronounces things. Um, old Walls mispronounces things. Old Walls mispronounces things in Old Walls House. We'll figure it out. Might have a new name before the end of the show. Um, uh, Penn State won. They throttled Ohio. I didn't really watch. I was watching the uh, the Texas-Alabama game. Uh, Penn State, they're uh, heading down to Auburn next. That's uh, that's going to be a big one. I know I know Auburn's not really at the top of their game, but you know, going down into the SEC, into Auburn, uh, a win there would be big. Uh, Penn State did find themselves in the uh, the new AP poll this year, so yeah, Auburn, and then they then they got Central Michigan and Northwestern. So two games they should win coming out of that. Uh, so a win over Auburn, and then two more wins they could be like I think I said they could be five and zero going into to Michigan, um, and then that stretches where it gets a little a little tough. It's Michigan, Minnesota. Ohio State, um, Minnesota has been dubbed the, the whiteout game this year. Probably because I used to, I, at first I was like, oh, Penn State's a bunch of fucking pussies. They're moving the whiteout game to a team they can actually beat in Minnesota instead of Ohio State this year. Fox might move that Penn State-Ohio State game to noon. Um, no reason to waste the whiteout at, at a noon game. Um, but yeah, then Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers. I mean, there's a three-game, it's Auburn this week. And then, like, a three-game stretch until Michigan State at the end of the year. Like, that's where they got to figure it out. Will they? Who knows? We'll. Look, I think we learn a lot more about them um, at Auburn. So, we'll find out more. Uh, what else? Georgia's the new number one in the AP poll. Um, Pat McAfee on game day was great, I thought. I thought he was a great addition to that team. Uh, made, it, made it fun. Got a lot of energy out there. Uh, speaking of game day, uh, by all accounts, game day was going to Texas A&M for Texas A&M hosting Miami, and then App State beat Texas A&M. And along with you know beating them, they said we're going to take that game day with us. So game day is going to Appalachian State, Boone, North Carolina. App State hosts Troy. Man, what a bad loss by A&M! Not only do you just lose the game, you lose game day with it too. Oh, you're going to be the focus of the week. Playing Miami is Miami back. Mario Cristobal year one getting it rolling. What's he What's he going to be able to do? Oh, but yeah, Texas A and M. Uh, not hosting anymore. Not hosting anymore. Uh, also, no longer Scott Frost. Uh, bye bye. Um, I believe his buyout. So you fact check me on this. I I think I've just seen it in passing or, or heard it in a video. Uh, his buyout was cut in half if he made it to October 1. So three weeks. Three weeks. Three games. I mean, I wonder if they'd even... Yeah, you'd have to do it after the game because you wouldn't want to fire him like the morning of the game. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, it... Uh, yeah, Scott Frost. Gone. Gone already. Bad, bad, bad stretch for him. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's recap the bets. Head over to Clarkie's Corner. 
uh, got his picks for this week. He uh, last week he got he went two and two, um, but he had uh, I broke from him, so this is kind of going to be a toss up. But he had Houston plus two and a half. I took Texas Tech at the two and a half number. Texas Tech wins at the the number eventually moved to three and a half. So at game time, Houston would have covered. So a little bit of a kind of a, a touchy subject there. Um, we both went with UCF against Louisville. They sucked. Uh, Duke, the 10-point underdog, beats Northwestern outright. Uh, Clarky picks against his own team there. And then the upset special, Iowa State at Iowa. Uh, Iowa State did the best they could to lose that game. Um, so that was a, a good win. Iowa State uh, knocks off Iowa. Iowa seems allergic, absolutely allergic to the end zone. Um, so Clarky's picks this week. He likes Miami of Ohio getting 21 and a half points. 21 and a half points against Cincinnati. BYU. He's got BYU in his upset pick this week. BYU getting three and a half points. They are playing Oregon. The Oregon Ducks in Oregon. So BYU. Three and a half, taking the points. I like that pick. I'm, I'm running with that pick. He has Pitt getting, uh, giving 10 points. Uh, Pittsburgh is playing Western Michigan, giving 10 points. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with him there either. We're, we're, I think I'm going to run with him because his lock of the week is the UFC Knights. Uh, nine and a half, giving nine and a half to Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I'm running with him on all of that. Running with him on all of that. So, um, updated standings, again, this can waver. Uh, might just throw that game out. But counting the Texas Tech-Houston uh, game, Clarky is 6-5-1 overall. If we throw that out, he's 6-4-1. Um, I'm 8-3-1 if we throw that game out, 7-3-1. So uh, not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. Um, you know, if he flips his, he's 7-4-1 uh, and, and, and I'm... Seven four and oh, if, yeah. If we flip that game, seven four and one for both of us. But I'm gonna ride with them all this week. So uh, what you see is what you get. Um, yeah. So a couple of good, couple of good college football games coming up this week to talk about too. So we'll follow back up. Passing thoughts. Passing thoughts. Uh, the Queen, the Queen of England, died. Queen Elizabeth. Uh, she'd been queen for seventy years. Seventy years. That's a long time. Um, Pretty incredible to have been 70 years. Uh, when she first became queen, the president of the United States was Harry Truman and Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin was the ruler of the Soviet Union. So that's how long ago she became queen. Uh, so just very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the hot takes that uh, the queen was, you know, this you know, mass murdering purveyor of colonialism and empire throughout the world are off, I think. I mean, the the king, the monarchy in England has had, you know, limited power for at least, at least since she's been there. I mean, if you read, there's, there's stuff, uh, you know, Going back as far as, I mean, 1834, I think, was what I'm reading here, is the last time a British monarch tried to impose his preferred prime minister on parliament. 1834, um, you know, there's stuff the same as far back as into the 1700s. Uh, the Commons, the House of Commons in England had obtained the sole right to initiate taxes, meaning that a legislative body consisting of elected officials, now most people couldn't vote at the time, granted, obviously. Uh, but still that control it. So the, the monarchy's power in England has been, you know, dwindling throughout the years. And for sure, by the time, uh, Queen Elizabeth came to, came to the throne. And as she, you know, progressed through her years, uh, she was not the one making charge of what the, uh, what the British and United Kingdom's armed forces have done. And if anything, her time as queen saw the British empire kind of retreat and, uh, any of their remaining vestiges, if you will, become independent. So those takes, 
well, you know, hey, you gotta be able. People gotta be able to say dumb shit and not be, get in trouble for it. I think they're wrong. I just think they're wrong. I mean, I'm not the. Hey, I don't get the whole thing about the queen. I mean, shit. Now I'm talking about it. But hey, if Britain wants to have a queen that you know just kind of or king now that just kind of bounces around and glad hands people, then hey, more power to them. Also, uh, when I heard the queen died, I was like, oh, Prince William's the king. I totally forgot about Charles. Forgot that dude was just lurking there, just lurking around. Motherfucker is 73 now. He's been waiting forever. He's like, Jesus Christ, is this ever going to happen for me? And it finally happened for you, buddy. He might get eight or ten years out of it. Shit, watch him live like another 30 years and be 100 or whatever when he dies. So, down, long live the king. Oh, gosh. Texas Roadhouse, still good. Still good, man. Stopped at Texas Roadhouse when I was out on the road. Ribeye. They got a good salad, too. Like, it's simple. Simple salad. Little egg, little hard-boiled egg, little cheese. In the cold salad dish, I like it. I like it a lot. A little ranch. Remove the tomatoes, please. Some Texas Roadhouse rolls and good ribeye. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. A salad and a ribeye, man. There's not much better in this world. I, I if, oof. Especially if you can do a wet, if you can do a nice wedge and a ribeye, oh, that's that's top notch, dude. That's about as good as it gets, in my opinion. Also, uh, had I saved, I, I only had two rolls at dinner. I controlled myself. Usually, I've got the self control of a four year old, uh, so those rolls are usually gone in about four minutes. Only had two, saved two, had them the next morning. My God, was I glad that I saved those? They were delicious. I had to wake up early as shit and drive, which made me think. It sucks that the sun takes longer to come up. I hate it. I hate when days get short and the sun takes longer to come up. That's like my big problem with people are like, just leave daylight saving alone, never change clocks. It's like, what? I want the sun to not come up to like eight o'clock after October. Like that's no, fuck that. I know, I know it getting dark at five o'clock sucks too, but like, if it's not laid out till like eight o'clock, man, I don't know about that. I think I think we're right with. Uh, I did not plan on getting into a discussion about uh, about daylight savings, but I think we're doing it right. I think we just got to leave it be. Like I think you got to adjust the clock so that you get a little more daylight in the morning in the winter, and you get more at the end of the day in the summer. Because I, you know, you don't want it getting dark at you know eight o'clock in summer. That's not the answer. And I don't think you want to dark at 8 o'clock in the morning in winter. Just my thoughts. You know, these are my passing thoughts. I'm just giving them to you. Um, <laughs> I, I should have talked about this in the NFL stuff, but I saw someone tweet about the NFL play clock, like this multi-billion dollar organization. Everything else is very, like, you know, systems, rules, this is that. And with the play clock, they're just like, when it hits zero – Take a look. Is the ball getting snapped? Uh, maybe. Yes or no. Oh, he got it off. You get a grace period. It's wild. Like, literally, the play clock can be at zero for a couple of seconds, and then they're like, oh, okay, you got you, close enough. Close enough. Just absolutely wild. Um, while I'm talking football, fantasy football, I, uh, I, I've got... <laughs> I'm hurting now because my best team uh, got a win. But Dak Prescott was my quarterback. Two-quarterback league. So it's impossible to find. Like, all the quarterbacks are snatched up. Like, it's not it's not uncommon for people to carry three quarterbacks. I don't. I may change my strategy going forward. Uh, I just carry two. And now Dak Prescott's out for a couple months. So I'm going to be in scramble mode. Hopefully they can designate him to the IR so I can get him on the IR and not have to drop somebody else to pick up a quarterback. But if not, I can figure it out. Um, Looking at who I played, uh, they made some crucial mistakes. Uh, They left Cam Akers in the game. This is Zach Place, a friend of the program. Uh, Played him this week. Uh, He left Cam Akers in the game and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the bench. Uh, That one change alone would have won him the game. Uh, I beat him by about 16 points. That was a 21-point swing. Um, Michael Thomas was on the bench. Um, Yeah, yeah, you could have played Thomas instead of Mike Williams from the Chargers. Uh, Also had Jahan Dotson on the bench. 
don't blame him for that. But yeah, so three and three and one, uh, one up in the air. Uh, probably gonna lose that one that's up in the air. Um, I'm up 13 points. Had a bad week. Uh, had Cooper Cup and then just the rest of my team. Had Elijah Mitchell. He went down early. Uh, Darnell Mooney, good play. I had Michael Carter and Tyler Boyd on the bench, so good job by me. Um, but yeah, one guy left, DJ Metcalf. Uh, he's he's projected to get 14 points. I'm projected to lose by 1.02 points in that league. So looking like three and two, three and two for me uh, going into week two, um, but with some serious trouble. Did have uh, a great performing team in in one of the leagues. Um, team named Football Cheese Us, uh, Justin Herbert, A.J. Brown, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, and that's even with a zero um, from Devontae Smith. So uh, I could have could have been even better if I had Cordell Patterson in there. So 150 points in that one. Uh, pretty nice pretty nice showing from that team. I don't know how if I would have the high scorer in the league or not. Uh, one person has a chance to catch me by the looks of it. Uh, who's they got going? Denver defense, Denver country. Let's ride. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that uh, how that goes. Um, what else we got? Let's do the politics session. I mean, one part of it's not politics. It's just the fact that Kamala Harris is an idiot. She, she was given speeches again. She was given speeches again, and man, I don't know if she, like her speechwriters are bad or she's just out there winging it. She's like, I got to be out here a little longer. Because the way I describe it is it sounds like a high school kid who has to give like a book report or a speech and they didn't read the book or they didn't prepare correctly. And they're like, you got to speak for 10 minutes. And they're like, shit, I only got two. So they just repeat a bunch of shit in a different way. Like this is the snippet from it. Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that occurs since our last meeting across these areas. We today will also discuss the work yet ahead. The work we must still do. It's just the same shit over and over. And it always happens. And it blows my mind. And I, I like I see it. I'm like, the, are there somebody that like she gets off stage and they're like, oh, great job. Great job. Like someone doesn't say to her like, holy shit, we got to figure this out. Like you can't keep doing this. It's just incredible. Uh, this one, this one actually is a little political. But uh, D.C., the Washington, D.C., the actual you know, the city, they got a big problem with immigrants now. Now that the immigrants are getting bussed to, uh, to DC, uh, state of emergency, all that shit. Now they're, now they're not this sanctuary. They were a sanctuary city. Remember all the immigrants could come there until they all were put there. And then it's a problem. And they're like, Oh, now we're being turned into a border town. These guys are assholes. Like no shit. It's a problem. It just wasn't a problem when it wasn't your problem. Uh, in other news, uh, the song Let's Go by Trick Daddy still slaps. I believe that was on the uh, Tawanda High School basketball team's warm-up CD for about four straight years. Uh, that song, uh, you know, it's remixed to Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, yeah, it still gets it. Still, It still hits. And I'm going to leave you with this. <clears throat> so 1960 to 1990, 30 years. 1990 to 2020. Also 30 years. Doesn't it feel like changes in life from 19... Like if you went from... If you were started in 1960 and you were teleported to 1990, you'd look around and be like, holy shit, a lot has changed. Now, if you were teleported from 1990 to 2020, again, you'd look around and be like, holy shit, a lot has changed. But it feels like so much more would have changed from 60 to 90. No? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just like living too in the moment and you're like, oh, 1990 wasn't that long ago. And it, I mean, it actually is. It's 32 years ago. But I, I don't know. It feels similar. Like in 90, you you would have, you know, color TVs the same as in 2020. They're, they're crappy. But, like, there'd be plenty of sports on TV. I mean, it'd be more local stuff. Like, But, like, the NFL would have games on CBS in, in the afternoon. And the Super Bowl would be on TV. And the World Series and, and all that stuff. Like, that, that, that pro- Monday Night Football... So I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm just thinking it myself. But I feel like sixty to ninety, vastly different thirty year change than ninety to twenty twenty. I don't know. Just thought. All right, let's go close this thing up.
Closing time, everybody. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. We're going to lock this thing up and shut it down for a week and come back next week. So next week, we will be back. One week from today, Tuesday, the 20th, we'll be back. We're going to be recapping more football. We're talking a lot of football. The NFL is the best sport in the world. We're going to talk about it. There's college football. Big fight. Big fight. Triple G. Canelo. Number three. We'll recap. We'll be back. Again, as always, thank you guys for your support. I appreciate it so much. As I mentioned in the opening, 12 countries. 12 countries. Makes no sense. 33 states. Also makes no sense. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate all the support. We'll be back next week. Till then. Peace.